Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. This is Reforming Manhood. I'm uh, Trevor Cowan. Oh, the podcast. We talk life. Where we talk life from, from a Christian, Christian male, male perspective. perspective. My name is Michael Adam, the Lucha Preacher. I'm too sweet, Trevor Cowan. And we have guests in the studio again. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. I am Jamie, Jack of all trades, Hinojosa. And I'm J-Mac. The rapper. The rapper. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you're going to make me rap someday, aren't One you? One of these days. We'll drop a sick beat and... The, fat tat- the face tattoos and get, a fat clock on your neck. Give it away. Your, draws, yeah, your jaw's going to drop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, we're going to continue in our series talking about the five solos, the five alone statements, the foundations of our faith. Um, and uh, let's give a quick review. What do you say? Quick review. Quick review. We've talked about grace alone and scripture alone, and now we're talking about faith alone. That is a terrible review. but <laughs> It's still a review. It's still a review. It's still a review. Um, all right, fine. Let's just get into faith alone. But before we do that, <laughs> hey, I, I posed a question to the group. I kind of want to talk through it uh, uh, with the record button pressed. Um, but there are five alone statements. That seems like a contradiction there. Um, how do we have five only statements. I'll tell you the same thing I told you a second ago. Because there's only five. Oh, I was going to say big deal. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> big deal. I'll fight you. But, but each one stands alone as a as this grace alone, faith alone, salvation, or uh, all of them alone. So how, how yeah. do we have yeah. five alone? It seems pretty contradictory. Well, I broke them down into categories. Okay. I mean, there's three categories there. One is scripture alone is our authority. Okay, so um, that is authority. Okay, that's a category. Yeah. Grace alone, faith alone, and Christ alone are going to deal with soteriology. Whoa, this whoa, big words? Yeah. Big words. Dropping big words today. Right. Which means? Um, it's the study of atonement. how we're saved. Atonement. Yeah. yeah. Okay, how we're saved. Yes. Um, and then uh, the other category was we exist and we are saved for God's glory alone. Okay, so uh, purpose of man. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, but, but even in... Salvation, we have three alone. Yeah, there's three. There's Get three, over it. three alone in that one. So <laughs> how, how are we not breaking laws of logic here? Because I said so. That's the bottom line, because too sweet Trevor Cowan said so. Well, I'm sorry. You're not my authority. <laughs> Scripture alone is my authority. So somebody tell me how we can look at this and say these are still true. Don't understand the question. <laughs> so alone means nothing else. So if there's nothing else, how do we have five nothing else statements? But each one of them is a different word. It's not like they're all the same. I mean, it's faith alone, not faith and blah, 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 blah. It's Christ alone, not Christ and blah, 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 blah. They're each their own word. Yeah, All and, part of one salvation. I mean... How do you have Father, Son, Holy Spirit? That's one, but they're three different <laughs> persons. Yeah. So, but this wouldn't be one of those logical contradictions. A paradox, I think, is. No, well, a paradox a is paradox. an apparent contradiction that you just haven't solved yet. Mm. I uh, guess that is what we have. <laughs> yeah. There is an answer. <laughs> well, well, there. Well, the the contradiction is is not is just in the way that you're saying it. I think because like if you just take for two for instance by grace, through faith, there's nothing contradictory about saying that grace alone saves us through faith alone. Very. Good. Because 
they have a different functions and each one of them are standalones in their mm-hmm. can, in their in their sphere of influence so grace which god brings to us uh, as unmerited not only unmerited favor but you know all of the other things that come with grace the ability and the regeneration and all that stuff by grace and we believe in that grace through faith. So you're not, it, they're not the same thing at the same time and in the same sense. There we go. Okay. So very good. Very good. That, that's our answer. They're he explained it better than I did. <laughs> he did. He did. He used more words that uh, were less fighty and more make sensey. But I'm good with a fight. I'm comfortable. That. I'm comfortable throwing fists. I understand you versus the Pope wouldn't be much of a fight. I just want you to stand alone without I'll on grace on on scripture alone. I'll stand on top of the pope <laughs> like Chris Jericho making a pin with just his foot and just okay. all right all picking right. fights here now, we go now we're getting into some <laughs> yeah all right stepping. so let's talk uh not total depravity i really wanted to based on that sentence alone but let's talk about <laughs> faith alone so what does it mean where are we going with this go ahead Jamie you're itching to itching to get in there uh, hmm what does faith alone mean? Is that the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I guess first, where, where does it come from? Where, where, give a scripture reference. Where does it come from? Oh, we talked about that earlier. Sorry. I thought you quoted it. I'm so sorry. I put him on the No, spot. that was me that quoted that. Ah, that's my bad. Yeah, so uh, I think one thing that matters is how we say these things. Okay. So Ephesians 2 says we're saved by grace alone through faith. We're saved by grace through faith. It's not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And uh, just in that verse alone, we know that even our faith is a gift from God. Yeah. Um, based on Scripture. Which, based on Scripture. What were you just reading? I'm sorry. Ephesians that was two, Ephesians eight. 2 8. Okay, yeah. That's what I was thinking. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. This is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Yep. ESV. <laughs> ESV. <laughs> we'll get you out of there. So why is, why is faith alone important to, to, to our foundations of faith? <clears throat> Well, I mean, in the Old Testament, that's what saved people. It was their faith. It was Abraham's faith that saved him. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that was that was the foundation of which our, all our salvation was based. It's faith in God. Yeah, and faith in the, what we have faith in matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah talked about that. Too. I guess that brings us to our next kind of point: is is faith is it's what we believe in, right? Right. And so, uh, so in, in that, the God we believe in matters. So let, let's talk about who he is. <laughs> what are we putting our faith in? Well, I also uh, kind of stepping back just a little bit, I think it's important also to note that faith is not, it's not some kind of weird, holy version of wishing. Mm. It's not, That's good. it's not the unbiblical version of hoping which is basically just wishing. And that's how the world looks at it. As if they're, you know, having faith in something is of value, no matter what that something is. That's just hoping that what I believe in is true. Right. Faith isn't that. Faith is has to do with, it's reasonable. Um, it takes into account the reasonableness of what you are, uh, what is the object of your faith. And, it's a matter of accepting and believing something to be true, not just hoping. Yeah. 
there's a trust to it. Right. There's, to this faith. That there's a trust, about. but there's also a reasonableness to it. Yeah. Re- true faith is something that's grounded in something that is reasonable. It isn't just... Uh, uh, it's not just following whatever doctrine seems, seems to just make you happy at the moment and go, well, that was really effective for making me happy this morning, so I'm going to believe that. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of a, a an emotional pragmatism that doesn't take you to the truth. It just is, well, that's kind of what I think it is, and it feels good. Yeah, well, I mean, but, it doesn't but necessarily faith is have reasonable. To, doesn't necessarily have to feel good. I mean, look at look at Abraham when God told him to do with Isaac. Yeah. sacrifice him uh, and then had to do had to take three days to get there mm-hmm. so that whole three days Abraham was mulling over the fact that he would have to sacrifice his son I don't think he was very happy about it I yeah. think he was no, in uh-uh. absolute pain but did he waver one single bit I mean he was ready to do it up to the last second so the angel yelled right stop right and that's obedience that's yeah. That's what I'd see faith as, is the ultimate obedience. Not just necessarily closing your eyes and taking your step off the cliff. Right. It's doing it. Just doing it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a trust. He had to trust God. Yeah. Either he was going to bring his son back <laughs> or stop him or whatever it is. He's going to trust and he's going to obey. Right. That I bet that would have been an awkward conversation whenever he got back home that night. <laughs> Honey? Like, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine if he had to take like Grayson? No. Can take Grayson? The conversation you'd have to have with Blenda when you got home? Dude, yep. I was teaching this to kids with my kids, and I laid one of them down and went through the whole thing, and, and there I am teaching to, I think it was like maybe 15 kids in the room at the time, but uh, like it was tearing me up, just the thought of having to do that. So, so no, I don't want to imagine that, because I don't want to cry. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> <gonna cast. laughs> That's some rough stuff. Your goal is to make me sing? Mine now is to make you cry. Good luck. Right. I suck these tears right back in my ducks. I'll get there. Don't you worry. And Isaac, I mean, he's just sitting there looking at his dad going, what are you doing? You know? I bet he was fine the until wood. they got to the mountain got the and he was getting tied up. <laughs> we got the wood, we got the altar, but where's the sacrifice, yeah. Dad? Why are you tying me up, Dad? Like, dad, what are you doing with that knife? <laughs> like, yeah. Dwight, we're going to have to have an awkward conversation <laughs> when we get to the top of that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, just another little note. The first time the word worship is used in the Bible is after that. I'm uh, sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The, their faith led to worshiping the one true God that they had trusted in and had reason to worship him. So, yeah. Well, I think that's actually the first mention of worship that when he said that I'm, we're going up to worship. And the whole idea was sacrifice. Yeah. 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 And and the whole reason was is that God would provide. Yeah. But that, uh, that was the only reason he gave you know, Isaac as to why there was no sacrifice. He told him. Yeah. Well, God's what you were saying it. about yeah. obedience, too, it reminds me of uh, Romans 1 where Paul is talking about uh, going to the Gentiles and bringing about in them the obedience of faith. So it's not faith is not just a, an easy believism or or wishing, which mm-hmm. is kind of the world's way of looking. Wishful at faith. thinking. It's just wishful thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But faith is something that is actually placed in uh, something that is real, mm-hmm. tangible. Right. Yeah, I heard a uh, I heard a pastor say one time, and and I'm going to butcher this. I just know it, but he said um, our faith grows in direct direct correlation. I think is how he said it with the knowledge of the object of our faith mm-hmm. and talking about just going to scripture to learn about the God that we have faith in. Yeah. Um, and it was a good little, good little good nugget little, there. Yeah. Good little nugget. I like yeah. that. 
I think yeah. that was me when I preached on it. It wasn't you. You quoted me. I know That's who the amazing. pastor was, and it wasn't you. <laughs> but, hey, no, faith, faith. so faith alone is what's saved. And so um, there's an aspect to this that, that we have to take on this faith. And so um, I can't believe for my four sons. My mm-hmm. faith doesn't save them. Mm-hmm. My faith only is good for me, you know. And so there's a, there's a point to, to owning this faith, that, that kind of faith alone. Um, this, this I have received I put my faith in what Jesus did on the cross and say, that's, that's what I'm trusting in beyond this life. And so, um, that's, I mean, that's the kind of faith we're, that's what we're talking about when we talk about faith alone is that my believing alone in Jesus act alone is what's going to, going to count, going to matter beyond this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the I think, thing is, is that's not something that we come up with. It's something that God gives us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the other aspect of it. I mean, I, how can I have faith if I don't have it from God? That's the wishful thinking yeah. part of it. Yeah. And that's also the difference between what the Bible teaches as faith and what every other group in the world comes up with as faith. Because God reveals in Ephesians, like you just read, there's two parts to it. There's man's part and there's God's part. And God's part is always preeminent. It's yeah. always sovereign. Yes, I have a responsibility to believe. But even when I do that, that is God's working it out in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, it I mean, comes, that comes straight from that Ephesians verse, uh, Ephesians right. 2, 8, 8 and 10, because by faith, by, by grace. grace, through faith, um, and it is a gift of God. It That's being right. both. <laughs> exactly. The grace and the faith, those are the gifts that come, and, and th- that's how we're saved, by grace. Through this faith, yeah, exactly. So I guess let's uh, let's talk about uh, a lot of times in the Bible. Whenever we start talking about faith, a lot of times works follows. Even in Ephesians two, by grace you have been saved, not a result of works, so no, no one may boast. But then Ephesians two ten says, um, these works that God ordained for you since before the foundation of the world, and uh, faith without works is dead. And, and I mean, any time that we talk about faith, there's always a works aspect to it. Yeah, so, uh, man, I watched a video, and uh, maybe you can put it in the show notes, huh? I just put that on you, just like that. Um, you have a lot of faith in me in the show notes. I sure do. I trust you, buddy. Um, faith is obedience, <laughs> The uh, The video was uh, Jordan Peterson, who's a famous psychologist, and Ben Shapiro, and, and, and some other dude who's doing the interview. No one in the room is Christians, and they're talking about the difference between Christianity and Judaism, and... Uh, um, the first guy, Jordan Peterson, who who I like, but and is pro- one of the smartest men in the world, um, but he doesn't have Jesus. Um, he has not put his faith in him. He 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 kind of believes and acts as if there's a deity, and he talks about that, but but not in Jesus. And he talks about Christianity is from his perspective, and it's all these things, you know, mm-hmm. do this, do this, you know, change this, and 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 um, and then Shapiro corrects him. He says, actually, that's not what I've been told by theologians is Christianity. Christianity is this belief in Jesus worked out in these actions after believing in Jesus. So you believe and everything comes out of that. And man, I thought that guy gets it, but he hasn't put his faith in Jesus either. So so even though he can, he can recite what it is. He can define Christianity better than the others. The other guy, they have not placed their faith in him. And that means as well, Watched the interview as as Shapiro says that his sin is still on him, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the weight of that in front of a holy God should 
send us to Jesus. <laughs> he had a conversation with Johnny Mac, man. Yeah. He knows some stuff now. <laughs> John, John MacArthur. Yeah. That well, will I, be in the show notes, though. <laughs> I think if, I think if the, the wrong notion of the basic goodness of man were true, things like that would drive us to Jesus. What do you mean? Sorry. I'm saying if, if the notion of the basic goodness of man were true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there were that kind of goodness within us innately, yeah. then truth, like what you're talking about, it would. It would convince. It would yeah. convince me to go to Christ. Yeah. Mm, I see. But it's because it takes a supernatural work, a faith that is given to me, not one that I produce. It, a regeneration yeah. that is produced in me by the Holy Spirit, sovereignly by God and not by my own will and my own my own knowledge. Yeah. And that's yeah. the re- that's what I'm saying. If 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 basically we were good anyway and we had that much of God in us innately, yeah. then we would go to the cross every time we heard you know, man would just simply go to the cross when the gospel was preached. Yeah. But that's, that's not what happens. Yeah. No. We no. still need faith to be birthed in us. Otherwise and you're some gonna of harden us, your heart. Yeah. Some of us have it birthed in us and some of us don't. That's why we continue to reject Jesus, even when we can totally iterate the gospel and know it inside and out. And I can still remain an Orthodox Jew who rejects, rejects Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Without without Jesus working on us, either either we're going to harden our heart or he's given us a new a heart a, of flesh. A, a brand new heart, heart of stone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so the again, the biblical concept here is is faith then produces works. Works are the evidence of faith, I think, as uh, James says. That's what you were quoting yep. earlier. That's there, James. Now we're bringing Jamie back into <laughs> He was quoting James, talking about, uh, what was it? Uh, faith without work. Well, faith without works is dead. It's dead. Yeah. yeah. And so to that, we would say, yes and amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and But again, faith comes and then works out of it. We're not saying we work to get our salvation. Um, otherwise, we couldn't. We couldn't earn it. Yeah. And like, it's so easy to get those reversed, too, because mm-hmm. I think, at least for myself, it was always, all right, give me the list to do yeah. that mm-hmm. I need to do in order to make up for this mess that I made. Then if I've worked hard enough, if I've hurt my back hard enough, then, then I know I've done something, and then I've earned my, my salvation. And if anybody's hurt their back enough, it's you. It's me. <laughs> it's me. But even there. so, you couldn't yeah. earn that salvation, huh? No, no. I mean, I, you, I could just work my back into being paralyzed and still not have gotten it. So, I like the quote from R.C. Sproul um, in one of the, I can't remember which uh, conference it was a few years ago, but he was talking about what the Reformed faith is, what the, what Reformed theology is, and, and talking about by faith alone. He's, he was saying that we are, that we believe that we are saved by faith alone, but not by a faith that is alone. Mm. Yeah. It, it comes with good works prepared beforehand that we should walk at them. That sounds like something that it's the path is already laid before us and uh, and we just naturally walk into them. Yeah. Because the faith is there. And so it does produce works. It doesn't produce more flesh and more fruits of the flesh. Yeah. Um I know we've talked about this in every other episode, so let's let's bring this up. What uh what thing were they combating in what what thing was Martin Luther combating in the Catholic Church? That that made the reformers say, "Faith alone," because we've talked about that with Scripture alone. We've talked about that with grace alone. Well, they were faith alone. he was battling a merit system. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were trying to 
raise money for building churches or crusades by selling indulgences and working your way out of purgatory. And anytime you did something bad, you had to go buy merits uh, or get a merit from a priest so that you mm-hmm. can trade that in for forgiveness. And so it was, uh, it was like a economically based faith. Also, treasury of heaven was merits, and so yeah. you know, as long as you got your your bank account full of merits, you could do whatever you wanted to. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You did what you wanted to. If you were rich enough, you can go to, to the nearest church, buy a certificate of merits, and guess what? You're saved. You're yeah. forgiven. Whatever you did was clear. And yeah. uh, I think that's what they were combating. Yeah. And it should be noted there, too, that even in the Catholic history, that was not, that's an anomaly. You know, when you start getting up towards the, the, the 1500s and stuff you have a development in that's that's unique to the middle ages that um where the catholic church started coming away from orthodox doctrine Mm -hmm. that because it's a lot of the catholics own fathers that the reformers are referring to and saying you're not doing what they said and and so you end up with the selling of indulgences and and it really turns into this very superstitious, almost, you know, it's almost witchcraft, just this potions that you cast and, and you come in and, and asking for forgiveness at, at the confessional and, and then indulgences and paying for people to get out of purgatory and, and all of that stuff. Those are actually aberrations. And, and they're a result, a natural result of a system that believes in, you know, merit-based, you know, our own works-based merits. And, and that's where it ended up. And, uh, and I, I think the, the major, or one of the major things they were fighting off was, was infant baptism. Yeah. Because they were saying that saved you. Yeah. Um, boom, your kid's been sprinkled, he's been dunked, he's going to heaven, don't worry about it. He's, he's now of the church in the body of Christ. Um, and that's not true. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we're fighting against. We're saying that, that doesn't save you. You have to have faith. Yeah. Um, faith yeah. alone is what saves you, not, yeah. not sprinkling or dunking. Um, not if we can bring it to today, not saying a prayer, not not a sinner's prayer that saves you. It's it's faith in Christ alone. That's what saves. And, and the threat that made that work was is that you could possibly lose your salvation. You could get excommunicated and yeah. you're going mm-hmm. straight to hell. Yeah, yeah. So. I think a good a good movie that uh, that shows this that describes this well is the American Gospel Christ Alone, the, the first one. Um, because they talk about that and how it's uh, how they viewed infant baptism as a as a way of like setting the bar, like okay, you're saved, and you could sin and fall short, and then you buy your indulgences and you come back up, and it has that little mm-hmm. it has that little thing that they do yeah. in the movie that it I thought was, a, was super helpful. The bar of kind of in, 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 innocence, uh, yeah, and you can yeah. keep coming back up to that bar, yeah. back and forth, above yeah. it and below it, and yeah. Yeah. and so that's what he, that's what his uh, faith alone is fighting. It's saying, <clears> no, 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 you can't. You actually can't do it, um, and your parents can't do it for you. You have to believe. Um, <clears throat> you know, I thought of, uh, I may have told this story before, I don't know, but my, my son was, uh, we, I had football practice for one of my boys, and I, so I bring all the boys to the park, and they go to play. And uh, my other son, one of my other sons, Grayson, he was just playing, and he saw some of his friends. They were actually practicing. Hooten played with his friends, and uh, the coach was like, oh, cool, we got a kid. And, uh, oh, this kid's fast. This kid can run. He's not afraid to get hit by the other kids. So they gave him the ball, 
He ran the ball. He scored touchdowns in their practice. They built offense around him, right? Um, but he never joined the team. Um, <laughs> never once did he join the team. And that's works-based, all right? So so he, he never put his faith. He never joined the team. So when we put our faith in Jesus, that's joining the team. And that's saying, man, Jesus, I'm on his team. He, I'm trusting in him to get me to heaven. And then, then you run with the ball. <laughs> then you, you do the deeds that God set aside for you to do. You work the good works and you run the ball and you, you advance the king best you can. Um, but the other way is doesn't get you on the team. You just, you just burn their practice and really torpedoed a lot of their <laughs> effort. If we're honest, yeah, sorry about that coach. Real awkward Total conversation. Disappointment. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was going to ask what, what does this mean to the average Joe? What does this mean to just some Joe Smo off the streets? Not a pastor. I think uh, I think it's important to ask the question. If and we've used this before, maybe a little too churchy, but I'm going to say it. If you were standing in front of a holy God and He would ask, "Why should I let you into my holy heaven?" What would your answer be? And then from that is where we find out where your faith is. Um, we've, we've said this to, to groups of men where, where we get guys who grew up in the church and, uh, and their answer was, well, I prayed a prayer. I prayed that prayer. And, and if that was your gut reaction to that, man, I, one of two things is one, maybe you said it wrong or two, maybe you're putting your faith in yourself and not in Jesus um, because your prayer can't save you. It can't. Um, you repeating a prayer after someone else, that's not faith. Um, that event, that isn't a something that can save you. Now, can God use that? Has God used that in the past? Yes. Um, but again, you've got to decide as a man, where are you putting your faith? In your ability to pray? Or do you say it wrong? And you're actually putting it in Jesus. That's just how you were taught to say it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And that's the question we, we've asked today, you know, to the guys we've been in front of. Hey, if you're standing in front of God, what would your answer be? And we've, that's a pretty clear, I don't know, gut check question, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think not to, not to dive too much into what we're going to talk about next week, but if it's anything other than Jesus. That's the way I've always seen it. I mean, if you're standing it. in front of God and Jesus is nowhere around, Jesus doesn't know you and uh, you're in trouble. So <laughs> you get to, you get in front of the throne. And Jesus is there and says, I know this guy. That's when you're cool. I yeah. mean, it's, it's your relationship with Christ throughout your life. If you say a prayer and don't know who Christ is, he probably doesn't know who you are. Yeah. And that's when you're in trouble. Yeah. So, so if there's a ugly feeling with that question, if you're mad at us now, um, one, maybe you need to do some, just some correcting of what you would say and how you'd say it. Or two, maybe there is some gut check time and, uh, what we don't want to do is offer you comfort when Holy Spirit is convicting you. And mm. so, so it's time to go to God with this, I think. Um, that, that's where it works today, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and going along with that, um, that's one of the things that I was going to point out was that when you're coming to somebody about believing in faith, one of the things about it is it is given to you from God. And a part of knowing that you have true faith is that you know that this is true. I mean, 
knowing this is true, that's, that is faith, mm-hmm. believing and trusting in what you know to be true. And those that I've seen that so many different times with people that, um, that come to the Lord, they have this testimony of, they've heard the gospel a hundred times. They've already checked it out. They've done the case for Christ, you know, <laughs> series, and they've already done the wrestling and it all came down to accepting it. And a supernatural work happens in them each time when a true salvation takes place. You go from, I don't know this is true, to I know this is true. Yeah. And that's a jump that I can't convince you of. Mm-hmm. The only thing that can do that is the Holy Spirit. And it isn't a matter of convincing you. It's a matter of birthing you yeah. into the kingdom. And that's where faith becomes evident. Yeah. And, and then you know that this is true. Yeah, when people good. ask me, uh, you know, well, well, how do I know if I have real faith? And I'm like, do you know that this message here in the Gospels about Jesus, do you know that that is true and it is for you? If you don't, you're not there yet. If you do, that's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, so guys, I think, I think one thing that's important is uh, asking these questions of yourself. Um, specifically asking if you were standing before God and uh, and he asked you that what, what would your answer be what would you say um, but yeah y'all have any uh, last closing remarks well you know I think the one way that, that uh, I build my faith is through scripture I mean that's when I start faltering when I start second guessing myself when I don't know the answers I always go to scripture and they're there. And I think that is a huge part of what builds my faith, what brings me closer to Christ, what helps me to understand who Christ is and uh, gives me faith. So, yeah, so that's a huge aspect of it. Yeah. It's Dive right. into that, guys. Um, and this isn't, this isn't a good thing is the gospel isn't like baby stuff. Like, like the gospel is, is for believers when you've been a believer for 30 years. Uh, Keep keep bringing that gospel up. It should uh, strengthen and uh, and grow us in our faith. Um, and so 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 dive into it. Um, it's not it's not something we get over. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right, guys. <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of Reforming Manhood. Um, be sure to check out our Facebook uh, Facebook group. group. It's yeah. a group. It's a private group, and so you can uh, you can share stuff there, guys. It's not going anywhere. We won't uh, screenshot it and send it to your wife or whatever. That's not what we're gonna do. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can you can talk, you can ask questions there, and uh, and keep the conversation going. Yep. All right, guys. This has been another episode of Reforming Manhood. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. And I'm Jamie Hinojosa, Jack of All Trades. J Mac the Rapper. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys be sweet. Show Jesus later. See ya. <laughs>